I'm not sure exactly that's what that means. We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining me for Bible Time. You know, each week when I do this, I like to take your questions. I like to take your concerns. You know, I keep my ear to the ground and kind of listen for what's going on, you know, in church or in society in general, and just try to gear Bible time around that each week. But this week, I'm going to be a little bit selfish. So I'm asking you for the grace to let me talk about something that's bothering me for one week. And that is this book that I am reading um, it's called The Care of Souls, Cultivating a Pastor's Heart by Harold Sankbell. Um, anyway, very good book. I really have learned a lot from it. But uh, there is one thing that I do take quite a bit of exception with. Um, this man is a Lutheran pastor. So he's coming at this with a lot of Lutheran background. First of all, he, he gears it towards men. He, he's speaking to men. Uh, so any female pastor reading it, I apologize, um, but I didn't write it. But that's not what I take exception with. He takes the verse from John chapter 20, uh, beginning around verse 22, 23. Basically, Jesus says, you know, he breathes on them the Holy Spirit. And he says, whoever sins you forgive will be forgiven. And whoever sins you keep will not be forgiven. And that has always bothered me. I didn't quite understand what Jesus was talking about there, but I think I understand a little bit better now after doing some research and some prayer and in, you know, reading about it in this book, this man saying that, well, and I was, I had the um, wonderful opportunity to absolve this man's sins. And I'm looking around like, what? And then he says it again, you know, I decided that he was truly penitent, so I absolved his sins. And then he makes a comment that this is what we're called to. We're given the right to absolve sins, almost as if he knew I was questioning him. And he says, we've been given this authority in John chapter 20, verse 23. And I knew what verse he was talking about. But anyway, I, I've been questioning that. And here's what I come up with. Um, two things. And I hate to do this because I don't believe, I believe that this is misused so much. People say, well, that was given to the apostles only, and it doesn't count now. Not even going to go there. But in this particular case, I have to wonder if this is one of those situations. You know, I'm still trying to resolve this in my mind because in a sense, that's what Peter did with in Acts chapter five with Ananias and Sapphira. I mean, he knew that Ananias had sinned and he, you know, Ananias died, and then Sapphira died right after him because they kept held back from, from uh, the church. But again, that was the work of the Holy Spirit. And where I'm going with this is, you know, we can't go around and say, hey, you know, I know you didn't give as much to the church as you should have given, and now you die in the Holy Spirit. We'd, we'd be held up for murder. <laughs> you know, there would be no pastors <laughs> because every pastor would do that probably. So anyway, I, you know, for that reason alone, we don't get to do everything that the disciples, or I'm sorry, the apostles did. But again, the apostles did it through the work of the Holy Spirit. And, and I believe ultimately that's what this Lutheran pastor is saying, that it's all done through the work of the Holy Spirit. He's not doing it on his own. But I still take upset, exception 
with a pastor being able to absolve sins for someone. Because how does the Holy Spirit resolve or absolve someone of sin? How does God do it? Through the sacrifice of Christ, sure. But the Holy Spirit sees the heart. First Samuel 16, 7. Do not look at his outward appearance, for I have rejected him. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. We can't see the heart of a person. We can't tell if they're truly penitent or not. I mean, we can look at their fruit, but man, I'm not going to go around and say, I don't really believe that you are truly repentant, and I'm not letting you be forgiven. No. My goodness, no. I am not God. Only God forgives sins. So I guess my exception is, how does the Lutheran church, I know the Catholics do it too, but you know I'm not going to go there. Uh, but how does the Lutheran church say that a pastor can absolve someone of sin? And sure, I understand they say it's through the Holy Spirit and, and the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I'm all for that. But man, that's a slippery slope, especially when Jesus says that only he forgives sins. We got Hebrews chapter 10, which tells us how he goes behind the curtain to make atonement for us once and for all. We've got the Jews who called out to Jesus saying only God can forgive sins. Well, he was God. I mean, it's just, there's there's a mountain of evidence that says that only God forgives sins. And yes, again, I know these pastors are not taking the part of God, but I still think it's a very slippery slope and one that I don't want to go down. So, just wanted to get that off my chest. Now, do I feel that people can be forgiven by other people? Sure. If you come against me and you do something wrong, I'm going to forgive you. That's my command, to forgive you. And is that what Jesus was talking about? You know, that's what I always thought. That, you know, when you forgive someone, they're forgiven. But if you don't forgive, they're not forgiven. And that is not a good thing. I believe he was telling them, it's not a good thing to not forgive people. It's only hurting yourself. So, you know, there's the redirect there. And I don't know who's right or who's wrong. If I'm right and the Lutherans are wrong or if the Lutherans are right and I just need to come around to their way of thinking. But anyway, I always go back to this. Romans 14. Look, it doesn't say that everything is okay for anybody. It's not moral relativism. But, you know, if you're going to believe something and I disagree with you, I'm okay with disagreeing with you. Just let me be okay with disagreeing with you. Don't, you know, don't make it a big deal. Let me disagree with you, and I'll be okay with you disagreeing with me, and we'll take it to God and let God lead us. That's the thing. God leads us to the truth. The Holy Spirit is our advocate, our comforter, our teacher. He brings us back to the truth, is what Jesus said in John chapter 14. He brings us back to the truth. So when we have disagreements like this, we'll let God bring us to the truth. You know, someday God may bring me and say, hey, look, you know, you're a pastor. You can forgive sins. I highly doubt that. But if he does, then okay, I will listen. But I, I also think that the church, the church puts way too much emphasis on pastors. Yes, we need to be leaders. Yes, we need to be shepherds. Jesus had a very special place in his heart for shepherds, according to the chosen Season one, episode eight. But anyway, um, we need to, and that's not scripture, but we need, as pastors, need to 
understand that we're leaders and we do help and teach and guide through the work of the Holy Spirit. But man, I stopped short of telling you your sins are forgiven. That's up to God. Now, your sins are forgiven if you have come to the Lord and I can teach you how he absolves us of sin through believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth. And I'd be glad to lead you in that. But don't ask me to forgive your sins. I ain't going to do it. That's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless.